Colossians 2 verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. So I want to situate chapter 2 verse 1 in the broader context before we move on. Uh, Colossians 1 started with a greeting and then a section of prayer, verses 3 to 8. Uh, Paul's prayer for the for the Colossians uh, of thankfulness, what, he, what he's thankful to God for them for. Verses 9 to 14, uh, a, a continued prayer for what he's hoping God will work in them, having moved them into his kingdom and what, what he's hoping to see in them. Verses 15 to 20 were this, this hymn of praise to Jesus Christ. Uh, the Son of God, fullness of God dwelling in him, uh, just a praise to the incredible nature of Christ. And then uh, verses 21 to 23 were sort of a bridge between the supremacy of Christ and then 21 to 23, the supremacy of Christ working itself out in the church. Uh, And then verses 24 to now chapter 2, verse 5 are Paul's ministry to that church that the supreme Christ has worked into existence. So that that's that section from chapter 1, verse 15, to chapter 2, verse 5, is Christ, Christ's work in the church, Paul's work in the church. And uh, in verse verses 1 to 5 here of chapter 2, we're, we're going to see Paul continue to unpack this idea uh, of his, his ministry to the churches. And we saw four truths from... Uh, chapter 1, verse, verses 24 to 29, just the, the first truth was Paul rejoicing in his sufferings for their sake. The second truth in 25 and 26 and 27 is that God wanted to make known the mystery of Christ dwelling in people, in his, his saints. And Paul was charged with the stewardship of making that task known. And then verse 28, Paul talked about preaching, that how the task was made known. It was preached to the people. And verse 29, he unpacked this, the, how it was a, a struggle, toil, uh, by God's power working in him. And now verse 1, he's, he's going to say, now I, I wish, I want you to know how great of a struggle. So it's that same athletic language from verse 29. It, it could be translated something like contest. Uh, how great of an, an athletic working uh, the, the analogy here is just like just working to win this race, working so hard. How great of a struggle I have for you. Then he includes, and for those at Laodicea, and for those who have not seen me face to face. And so Paul, Paul might just be encouraging them that his struggle in ministry, the, the prayers that he's extending for God's people, it's not limited to just the people that he personally converted I'm going to extend it out to this neighboring church who I might want you to share this letter with um, your your sister church in this other city. And I'm going to extend it out to all of those who I've not seen face to face. My my ministry concern is for all of them. And as we go on in verses two to five, we're going to we're going to just see Paul's desire for the people that they would be united to him and to one another. Uh, that they would be delving into the the richness of Christ and that they wouldn't be deceived by others. But th- this verse is just talking about, so that's the content of his, his struggle for the people. And this verse in particular is just him letting them know, I have this deep affection and struggle for you. 
And so an application point for us is what, what ministry has God given us stewardship over? What people has God called us to minister to? And how can we, how can we let them know the deep affection and care and desires that we have for them? So how can we pray in light of chapter two, verse one, God, would you, would you give me a stewardship the idea from chapter one? Would you give me a stewardship of ministry, a specific place to serve, a specific people to serve? And would you give me such a deep desire for them that I would want to struggle against all odds for their good, for their joy in Christ? Would you, would you give me a heart that cares for the people in my ministry that way? And that's Colossians 2 verse 1.